The Miami Hurricanes just had the top defensive lineman in the entire country on campus for an official visit. So, yeah, we should probably talk about that, shouldn't we? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first visit, uh, your first listen, I should say. The word visit is on my mind. That was a Freudian slip. But thank you for making us your first listen every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I've got visits on my mind because Miami just hosted a ton of them. It was a really, really busy weekend in Coral Gables, Mario Cristobal camp, multiple official visits, including one of the top players in the country and the seven on seven tournament. So, I am going to focus on a handful of names, big names, one bigger than the others, though. I do want to focus on three-star quarterback Emery Williams, who I really like. He worked out for Miami coaches uh, this past weekend. Three-star tight end, looking at him, he looks more like a four-star, but he's a three-star tight end, Reed McKeska, who had a great official visit. Uh, you know, we could also talk a little bit about Olaus Alinen, the four-star offensive tackle, who technically had his official visit last weekend, but did stick around for several extra days in South Florida and took an additional unofficial visit on Thursday before he set off to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He just had an Alabama official visit. But the player we have to talk about first, David Hicks, five-star defensive end. Five-star defensive lineman out of Katy, Texas. Paytow High School, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, yeah, he was in Miami for an official visit this past weekend. He is a big-time priority for Mario Cristobal. Would be a big-time get if Miami can land this player. Now, Miami is not the favorite, okay? I think 100% of the crystal balls that have come in have him sticking with one of the hometown teams in Texas A&M. Texas and a number of other big schools are also in the mix for David Hicks. I think there is certainly a far less than 50% chance he lands in Miami, but if I can quote Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance, and it does seem like Mr. Hicks and his family, his father, who coached him from the age of five years old uh, and actually played in the NFL – uh, David Hicks Sr. was on the official visit with him, and they seem to enjoy what Miami has to offer him. Uh, so here's what dad had to say. And by the way, kudos to Matt Shodell and Gary Furman at Kane Sport for providing a lot of these nuggets on David Hicks and the family. So dad said, quote, it was a great visit, really great. We had a great time, spent a lot of time with Coach Cristobal, Coach Joe Salavea, Coach Rod Wright, and Jason Taylor. It was awesome. Yeah, isn't it kind of nice when you're recruiting defensive linemen to be able to say, oh, by the way, 
you know, did you ever, uh, between the years of like, you know, late nineties into, uh, I mean, actually David Hicks was probably born after the late nineties, but for like a decade and a half, did you watch Jason Taylor? Did you see Jason Taylor a few years ago, get enshrined in the pro football hall of fame? One of the best defensive ends to ever put on a uniform. Yeah. That guy is on our staff. Okay. Uh, so this, uh, at Miami was Hicks's second official visit after visiting Michigan state. Uh, here's another thing that his dad had to say about the U in general. He said, Miami's always been high up with us. He said, we came and the Miami coaches just wanted to show us the program and let him make an informed choice. It's quote, we are giving you the info and you go from there. See if it's the right fit. Hicks, by the way, uh, six foot four, 255 pounds. And yeah, I'm sure he's going to keep growing even bigger into that frame of his and become an amazing player. Now, you know, some of the, uh, the insight, and I think uh, Mr. Shodell at Kane sport is spot on with this for David Hicks, based on everything that he and his father have said about this process. And remember his father does have NFL experience. So he, you know, that's great experience to be able to pass on to your son who may end up even being a better football player than the dad was. Right. Um, he's making a very business like decision here. So that makes me wonder if some of the things that makes Miami extra attractive, like the location, you know, the city life, the off campus life, is that going to be less of a factor for someone who I think is just a lot more concerned in? Where do I fit the best scheme-wise? And I'm not saying that isn't the case for Miami, by the way. That could very well be the case for Miami because Miami now has a very serious football program, right? I don't know if we could say that for a number of years. We could say it now. But I think for him, it's going to be all about best scheme fit, best place to showcase my talents, and get me to the NFL because that's the end goal for him, right? That this is just one stop on the journey and the real journey for David Hicks Jr. is to become, you know, an all-time great type NFL player who gives him the best shot at that. So I don't know if some of the other bells and whistles that come with South Florida are going to do that much for this kid. I think this is a much more professional-based decision for him. That's what all the indicators are. So, you know, he's not worried about South Beach. He's not worried about thursday nights at coconut grove do they still do that that was a big thing when i was in school thursday night sandbar oh that was <laughs> any classes i had on fridays i was not very productive after those thursday nights in the grove but i that was a priority for me i don't think that's much of a priority for david hicks so it seems like miami's making some headway and this is the type of player where um to be able to to be able to have good official visits and be among his finalists, even if you don't land him, I think it's a good sign for the progress of our recruiting department and, you know, everything that he's saying about Miami. And by the way, he took the official visit this past weekend. He's taken, I think, at least two previous unofficial visits to Miami. So he's been, he and his father had been on campus at the U multiple times. And so you read and you see everything he says about Miami. Other recruits are seeing and hearing that stuff. So even if he ultimately does not end up picking Miami, um, you know, to be among the finalists for top players, this is one of the best players in the country. Number one ranked defensive lineman in the class of 2023. Uh, I think he's like the fifth. I think national prospect, depending on which rankings you look at. So this is an unbelievable player 
even being considered, it's a good thing. Everyone wants to land him, but being considered is good. Now, here's a player I think Miami has a really good shot to land. Uh, had an amazing visit at the U this past weekend, and that's tight end Reed McKeska, also a player from the state of Texas. This guy looks the part, okay? Six foot six. 233 pounds. If you're on Kane's Twitter, surely you saw the photo going around of Mikeska kind of squaring up with Mario Cristobal, the two of them standing together like across from one another. And this 18-year-old towers over Mario. <laughs> Mario's a big guy, former offensive lineman. Reed Mikeska, he is gigantic. This guy looks like he can play right away. Um Thanks Dabo potentially for the assist. If he does wind up at Miami, McKeska, we can thank Dabo Sweeney for that because uh, 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 McKeska is a former Clemson commit. Apparently Dabo told him he didn't want him taking other visits. So McKeska decommitted from Clemson. Um, you know, Clemson is still considered to be very much in the running to land him, but a lot of folks now are taking notice of what Miami's doing. And it seems like there's a good chance he lands at the U. So after just having a great official visit at Miami, McKeska canceled a future official visit to another school. And so things are looking pretty good here. After his visit, he said, quote, uh, they want me to come play for them, that I can help the team, that they are taking the team to the next level and have really big plans for me and the team, he said. The presentation Coach Josh Gaddis had for how he uses tight ends was really eye-opening, he said. Coach Cristobal is an incredible guy, a great coach, and I really think he's going to take Miami to the next level. And you know, he mentioned Gaddis there by name. Coach Fields, I, I think, is another one that we need to throw a shout out to because he is recruiting his butt off with these tight ends. And McKeska has reportedly been hearing from Field and Miami every single day. Like they they are making this guy feel wanted. He absolutely feels wanted at the U. So, you know who had a, a workout at Miami this past weekend? A quarterback we've talked about on numerous occasions here on this program, Emery Williams from the Florida Panhandle, uh, Milton High School. Uh, he just had what apparently was a very productive workout with Frank Ponce, the quarterback's coach, and the crew at Miami. He said, quote, we had the whole crew of UM coaches out there today. He told Kane Sport. Kudos to Gary Furman for, this, for these quotes. He says, I thought I spun it really well, he said. Overall, I thought I threw really well. Coach Ponce coached me. It was great. Uh, William says the message he got from UM coaches after the workouts is that he 100% has a committable offer. So he is offered. He can be at the U if he wants to be. Uh, he said a bunch of new schools have reached out, he says. Miami is on the top of that list, but oh, sorry, sorry. That, that's a misquote by me. <laughs> Let me correct that. I got a little too excited. Here's the real quote. Miami is on that list. I added the word top. That's on me. Don't shoot the messenger. That was my fault. Miami is on that top list, he said. So he did use the word top. I just put the word top in the wrong spot. Miami is on that top list, but I'm evaluating everything, he said. Uh, he says his timeline to announce is hopefully by the end of June. Now, I will explain why his timeline to announce, I think, is directly related to another quarterback that I think he wants another domino to fall before 
he being Emery Williams is ready to say where he wants to wind up. We'll talk about that right after we talk about betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL championship matchup, championships everywhere, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. I'm on Bet Online literally every day. I find so many great college football nuggets on there, uh, college football futures. The Miami Hurricanes have an over-under eight-and-a-half wins this coming season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. The ultimate NBA mock draft, guys, starts June 16th with over 50 insiders Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. Uh, the Locked On NBA Big Board draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search ultimate NBA mock draft and follow now so you do not miss a pick. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen every day. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Emery Williams, um, Everything that I'm hearing is he would like to be a Miami Hurricane. Um, and I think if things shake out a certain way, I think he absolutely would accept his offer and verbally commit to Miami. That is my hunch. That is my educated hunch. Um, and shout out, by the way, to friend of our show and close friend of mine, Larry Bluestein. I don't know if this many people would be talking about, and not just in Miami, but around the country, would be talking about Emory Williams if Larry Bluestein hadn't evaluated him over a year ago and started blasting his tape out and his name out around the country. Uh, like Larry Bluestein really helped Emory Williams to get noticed. So he says he wants to announce by late June. Well, you know who's announcing in mid-June? Jaden Rashada. Five-star, one of the very top quarterbacks in the class. And Jaden Rashada, let's not forget, has Miami in his finalists, in his top seven. So I am led to believe that there's a pretty good chance Emery Williams, obviously, before he thinks about picking Miami, wants to see if Jaden Rashada picks Miami or perhaps Jaden Rashada might pick another school that Emory Williams might be interested in outside of Miami, but he needs that domino to fall first because listen, from a Miami perspective, as much as I think Emory Williams could be a very good college quarterback. And uh, I think he's still kind of an ascending player and he's got an opportunity. If he has a really good senior year coming up, he's going to be even higher on a lot of folks' radars. Uh, I think this is, I think his, his star is still going up. He's a three-star right now, could end up being considered a four-star by the time he's actually done playing high school football. But he's not Jaden Rashada. He just doesn't flash the sort of quite as high, top-tier, high-end talent as Rashada. I think Emory Williams, though, to his benefit, I think he could fit Josh Gaddis's offense really, really well. But I think Jaden Rashada fits just about any offense, right? He's that good. So if Rashada were to pick Miami, then Emory Williams possibly, probably would not. Miami is also still, you know, kind of in the mix or trying to be in the mix for Dante Moore from Michigan. Rashada from California, by the way. Dante Moore from Michigan. 
you know, Dante Moore is an even higher ranked overall quarterback prospect than Rashada. So if you had a choice of one out of the three, you would probably have to prioritize it. Dante Moore, number one, Jaden Rashada, number two, Emery Williams, number three. And so, yeah, I, and I, I think Dante Moore is not going to make his choice for a while yet. So um, I don't know what's happening there, but if, if Rashada were, and I don't think he will, by the way, I'm glad Miami is in the mix, but I think he's probably leaning to Oregon. But if Rashada were to pick Miami, that's obviously going to affect Emory Williams' decision. And Rashada, I don't know if I mentioned the exact date, but I will for you again, June 18th. That's this coming Saturday. June 18th is when Jaden Rashada is going to announce where he will be taking his talents this fall. Everyone uses that phrase now after LeBron James. So, yeah, I, I, th I think that's where we're at. I feel really good about tight end Reed McKeska. Um, you know, I with David Hicks, you know, I don't know. I'm not expecting him to pick Miami, but it does seem like Miami has been kind of ascending up his rankings. And so, yeah, those were a couple of big ones to look at after a big recruiting weekend at the University of Miami. So something else I wanted to get to on this episode, you know, we love to get our listeners and our viewers involved whenever we can. Um, we had it, it was one of our chats um, in a in a YouTube live chat last week. One of the it kind of becomes a message board, right? When we do the YouTube live chats, and I think it was IMAX who brought up in the live chat that he considers. I think he said he considers the the pit game to be Miami's biggest home game this coming season. Uh, as far as home games go, because Miami's two biggest regular season games unquestioned are road games, right? The two biggest games on the schedule, on the road at Texas A&M in September, on the road at Clemson in November. Those are the biggest games and the most difficult games on Miami's entire schedule. As far as the home games go, I think there's only three that you would consider to be potentially the biggest home game this year, and that's uh, Pitt, North Carolina, and Florida State. So I think IMAX's logic for taking Pitt was, hey, they were the Coastal Division champions last year and the ACC champions. So that's, you know, the team, I guess you could say, has the target on their back. Miami did beat them last year, even though they won the Coastal and we didn't. But uh, I wholeheartedly disagree. I do not think uh, in any way, shape or form, and no disrespect to IMAX, but I do not think Pitt is uh, the biggest home game on the schedule. So I put out a Twitter poll. And make sure you follow the show, by the way, at Locked on Canes. We will follow you back at Locked on Canes. You can also follow my personal Twitter at Alex Dono. Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. -N -N -O, but I threw it out there for our listeners and viewers. What do you consider to be the biggest home game on the Canes football 2022 schedule? With the choices being Florida State, UNC. Let's not forget about them. They've owned us recently and I hate Mac Brown with a passion, or Pitt. And the results are overwhelming in favor of the Florida State Seminoles game. 75% say Florida State is the biggest home game. And I agree. I don't care how long it's been since those clowns were bowl eligible. But let's not forget those clowns did beat us last year at Dope Campbell Stadium. So we owe them one, okay? But... It's one of those things, guys, when you talk about a rivalry game like this, in my humble opinion, you throw the records out the window. Um, I don't know what position these two teams are going to be in by the time they face off 
you know, is Miami going to surprisingly struggle? We'll see. Is Florida State going to be better than we expect? Because they're not expected to be very good this year, guys. In fact, the opening lines on that game, Miami is about a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, that's preseason, so how they both play leading up to that point uh, in November is obviously going to affect it. Let me make sure I have the exact date right for that game. Yeah, November 5th. I didn't want to say it if I was going to be wrong about it, but the Florida State game is November 5th. Uh, that is going to be Miami's ninth game of the season, Florida State's ninth game of the season. So we're going to have a much better idea by November 5th how good each of these teams are. But on paper, Miami looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. And Florida State does not. But guys, even if they both stink heading into that game, or even if one team, hopefully Miami, is clearly head and shoulders better than the other, I've been to probably conservatively over a dozen Miami versus Florida State games in my life, probably somewhere between 12 to 15 of those I have attended, and there's nothing like it. The games are usually really good and really competitive. There's so much venom between the fan bases, right? That, you know, no matter where the game is, there's going to be a good number of fans from the other side there to watch it. And it's it's just a really fun rivalry, and I think it's one of college football's best. So listen, I understand the logic for anyone who says, you know, Pitt or UNC, that's, you know, a, a bigger home game because it's in division, and, you know, those teams are, are both projected to be better than Florida State this year. But bros... There's no substitute for that rivalry, right? And if you're asking me, like, let's say that, uh, you know, maybe you live far away from South Florida or, you know, you checked your stock quotes and your crypto recently. I don't have a whole lot of disposable income right now with this economy. I can only attend one game this year. I can only attend one home game at Hard Rock Stadium. You're going to pick the Florida State game, right? I can only attend one. I mean, maybe you pick Bethune-Cookman because you want to just go watch the first game of the year. But you can only attend one home game this year. You're probably picking that Florida State game because there is nothing like that, my friends. All right. On the other side, this is actually pretty interesting. Uh, Miami is considered to have five of the top ten biggest ACC conference games this season. So I want to tell you which ones those are. And having five out of the top 10 involving Miami, that's that's pretty big. That's how you know the spotlight is going to be on the U this year when they consider that many of our games to be important. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, yeah, five of the top 10 games in the ACC in 2022 include Miami football. This is a list by 24-7 sports. So coming in at number 10 this year, Miami at Virginia Tech on October 15th. This is another one that I like. It's a road game this year. You know, the, the times are not out yet for any of these games, except for you know, the first handful, which does not include this one. But you know they're going to try and make this one a night game if they can because Blacksburg at night, it's different. Blacksburg after dark, when they sing Enter Sandman and that place is rocking at Lane Stadium, that's one of the better low-key, better atmospheres in college football. And 
Coastal Division rivals. This is a rivalry that goes back to the Big East days. Miami versus Virginia Tech is a good one. That comes in at number 10. Number seven on their list, North Carolina at Miami on October 8th. Yeah, that's a game that could potentially decide Coastal Division, could be pivotal to deciding you know who plays for an ACC championship game. Oh, and one spot in front of that, they've got Miami home against Florida State on November 5th for all the reasons we just talked about. Ooh, and I guess, you know what? This reinforces IMAX's argument because it says, number three, Pittsburgh at Miami. They consider that the bigger matchup, November 26th. But yeah, I mean, you've got Miami is the team that's predicted to win the Coastal this year against the team that won the ACC and the Coastal last year. And it's right at the end of the year, guys. Last game of the regular season. So how awesome would that be if that game literally decides the Coastal? It could play out that way, right? Like you could literally see that game being played to decide who plays in the ACC title game. But then number one on their list, this is a road game, of course, so this wasn't part of the previous conversation. Miami at Clemson. Miami at Clemson, November 19th. And that's just a week before that pit game, by the way. That's going to be a, a tough couple of weeks for the Canes. Miami at Clemson, November 19th, is considered to be the biggest matchup in the entire conference schedule this year. Quote, if Mario Cristobal wants to make a big statement in his first season with the Hurricanes, what better way to do it than beating Clemson in Death Valley? This also serves as an excellent test for Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke as he tries to assert himself as one of the best in the league. Beyond that, these two teams have a lot of talent, and this game will have major implications on the ACC standings. The Hurricanes and Tigers have only met three times since 2015, and Clemson has come out on top in each matchup. In fact, they've all been blowouts in Clemson's favor in all of those matchups. So, yeah, biggest game on the entire ACC schedule this year. Miami at Clemson on November 19th. Guys, thank you so much for, for showing up today. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Canes. For those of you watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the audio channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods. The audio channel is great because you can take us in the car, take us on a jog, take us anywhere. Uh, and for those who listen to the audio-only versions, if you want to, if you want to see my beautiful face, you can check us out on YouTube as well. Just subscribe to our channel at Locked on Canes. It's going to be a big week, bros. Uh, for as much recruiting as we talk today, we're going to double down and triple down on that in tomorrow's episode because we will be talking with Brad Tejeda from Canes Insight. Not only can we talk about official visits, and we're going to break down the tight end room with him, by the way, current and future, right? We're going to break down the current tight end depth chart and what could be coming in in the class of 2023. And Bros, I didn't throw any shade today at Florida. I gave Florida the day off. We're not going to do that tomorrow. Did you guys see the photo of the plate of food that they served to offensive line recruit Peyton Kirkland? It looked like hospital food or even prison food. <laughs> That's what they're serving the recruits in Gainesville. Oh, get this kid. Get And Peyton Kirkland, by the way, it could end up him actually deciding between Florida and Miami. That could be his his top two, I'm led to believe. So we got to get get Peyton Kirkland. And I said I wasn't going to throw shade at Florida today. I lied because I'm doing it right now. But we're going to do it a little bit more 
uh, with Brad Tejada tomorrow. But get Kirkland down to prime 112 pronto. Show that guy real. He doesn't have to go up there and eat hospital food in Gainesville. Show this guy. This is an offensive lineman. Food is very important for the O-line. Get him down here pronto. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Locked on NBA Big Board Podcast, hosted by Raphael Barlow. They give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and, of course, big boards. Follow Locked on NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So we will talk to you guys tomorrow with Brad Tejeda on with me on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.